When I was a youngster, my parents and I had a deal. If I wanted to get some big ticket item, I would have to work and earn half the price and they would pitch in the other half. Pretty good deal when you're a kid, but it doesn't really apply much to the spiritual life. I can't earn half of salvation expecting that Jesus is going to throw in the other half because the truth is I can't earn it, but I can turn. I can turn to Jesus and accept his gift. Elijah was one of the most powerful and dynamic prophets of the Old Testament, but he had some bad days. And in today's first reading, keeping in the whole thing in proper context, Elijah was having a bad day. Why did Elijah have bad days? Because Elijah was very much a human being. And perhaps we can identify with the temptation in Elijah's life that when things go bad, we have a bad day, we are tempted to fall back into self-reliance. Putting our first reading from 1 Kings uh, into context, Elijah had just revealed the fraud of the uh, false prophets of Baal, putting them to death, and he himself was now a marked man. And he just took off. He said, I gotta get out of here. He turned, he ran away, and in fact wanted to die. And so he finds himself in a situation of no food. He is physically and emotionally exhausted. But what does God do for Elijah? What does God do for you and for me when we ourselves can make a decision to turn from him and fall into the temptation to become self-reliant? I'll just look after myself. I'll make things happen. Or maybe even I just want to curl up and I want to die because my life is just so helpless. But the Lord, in his goodness, he does for Elijah what Elijah cannot do for himself. And he, the Lord, does in your life and in mine what we cannot do for ourselves. God never gives up on us. God is always yearning and hoping that we would return to him. And so God sends Elijah food. He sends Elijah an angel to comfort him. He sends Elijah to a place where we can get some rest. And he speaks to Elijah in this small, silent voice, this little whisper of love and encouragement. God provided Elijah with all that he needed. Again, he doesn't give up on him, and God never gives up on us. And God will provide what we need, not always what we want, but he will never give up on us. He's always looking for that time we will turn back to him and accept the gift that he has earned for us, salvation. It's not a question of earning something. I just kind of, I'll work hard enough and just get in halfway on my own and God will provide the other half like my parents did if I wanted to get myself a new bike or new, or new skis. But I accept the fact that Jesus has already paid the price. And if I have turned away from him, I want to turn back to him and be welcomed back with his love and his mercy. Now, in the second reading, we have St. Paul. He's writing to the people of Galatia. And St. Paul, again, very dynamic, very energetic, enthusiastic evangelist. But he, too, 
he had his bad days because he, like us, was very much, and we are very much human beings. And I think that Paul, in our reading today, was speaking from his own personal experience. He says, do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. How has the Lord released us? How has the Lord set us free in our life from certain people, places, things that are not good for us? He has, by his grace, led us from those. But the, the allure, the temptation to go back to people, places, things, circumstances, behaviors, attitudes, emotions, etc., can be a powerful one. And further to this, St. Paul says in the second reading today that we are called to freedom and to serve one another in love. Now, how can I tell in my life if I have turned or if I'm starting to kind of turn back to things in my life that are not of the Lord? How can I look at my life and say, you know what? I need to make an examination of my life and what areas of my life need, by the grace of God, to be strengthened up and encouraged in his mercy. Well, there's a couple of questions that we can ask ourselves. But first, I need a little coffee. Perk myself up here. Okay, so a couple of questions we can ask ourselves. So how willing am I to give up people, places, things that are not good for me physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, in my life? And what do I, or how do I rather respond? That's the second question, you know, when I'm asked to do this. If the Lord is leading me in this direction, how do I respond? What goes on inside of me? Do I experience some serenity? Or do I experience continued anxiety or even fear? And thirdly, how free am I with my love? Do I love? Do I serve generously and graciously? Or do I find myself serving grudgingly or even resentfully? What's going on in my life? Can I allow the Holy Spirit to enlighten me, to empower me as to the exact nature of my, of my soul vis-a-vis -vis himself? Am I succumbing to the temptation and turn back to that which is not of the Lord in my life? Why do I have this temptation? Because I am a human being. I need God's grace in my life. And the struggle of the spiritual life is not a sign of the absence of a pathway to God. The struggle is actually the path to God. Because in the struggle, we accept the fact that we are powerless and we turn to him and accept what he has already earned for us. That Jesus has already earned for us eternal salvation, the gift of eternal life with himself. And if I have, like Elijah, turned away, I turn back to the Lord. I can understand the Lord is offering me these opportunities to come back to himself. St. Paul understood the really real temptation to go back out, as it were, in speaking in terms of addiction, going back out to my addictive behaviors, thinking, well, this time it's going to be different. No, that's insanity. I want to live my life in a sane way. Jesus, the gospel says, he turned his face towards Jerusalem. He always had his face 
turned towards the will of his father, our father. Even when he was in temptation, remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, what did he say? To God the Father, our Father, he said, Father, if this cup may pass me by, but not my will be done, but yours. The willingness to surrender himself totally over to the Lord. And as with Elijah, so with Jesus, our Father, who is head over heels in love with us, sent Jesus an angel to comfort him at that moment. And the Lord will send us angels to comfort and encourage us in the moments that we find ourselves in despair when we cry out to the lord jesus that's how much again he loves us but there is a cost in following jesus yes he has paid the price yes i cannot earn salvation i accept salvation but it does involve on our own person in our own personal lives a decision to accept that to turn from that which is not of him, turn and face Jesus, face salvation, capital S, Jesus himself. It's not a cheap grace that he offers to us. And so I want to accept that grace in my life. And what does it mean to do that? What does it mean to turn to Jesus and accept the gift of his salvation? Well, the Lord says, three things <laughs> in today's uh, gospel. He, first of all, in speaking of himself, says that he, the Son of Man, has nowhere to lay his head, which means if I, by his grace, make a resolution to follow him, it means I will have to pay a price. I have to count the cost. It's going to cost me something to follow Jesus. Again, yes, he has paid the price. I can't earn it. I don't deserve it. It's a free gift but it will involve something in my life needing to be sacrificed, turning away from that which is not of him and turning to him and accepting what he has earned for me. The Lord Jesus secondly says something which on first read is rather not very nice. It's not very, you know, pastoral. He says, let the dead bear their own dead, which it's, it's hyperbole. But what the Lord is getting at in this instance is saying that, when the call comes, when the decision needs to be made, make it now. Now is the time. So maybe you, in listening to this reflection today, are being inspired. Maybe the Lord's stirring up something in your heart, uh, an awareness of his love, his mercy for you. He's calling you to divorce yourself from something in your life, to make more room for himself, now is the time. Just do it now. Say, Lord Jesus, here I am. Get to work. Half our job, I've said this before, uh, in the spiritual life is just uh, showing up and letting the Lord do what he, of course, uh, needs to do. And the third thing that the Lord says in today's gospel is that no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back at what has been left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Which means we say, Lord Jesus, it's not a question of what I've been asked to give up. It's not a question of what I have been asked to leave behind. It is more importantly a question of what you are offering me now. Peter, remember in that encounter we had with Jesus, said, Lord, we've given all this up to follow you. Like, what am I going to get? You know, it's not a question of what I get. 
temporally speaking, or in the world, or powers, or accolades, or influence, etc. It's a question of accepting the fact that Jesus is offering me the gift of eternal life. Everything that you and I have will one day pass away or will be given to somebody else. But I myself have been offered an incredible gift and so have you. I turn and I accept what Jesus has earned for me. Life eternally with him in heaven. Now I'm sure we all know someone who has turned away from the Lord. Again, maybe you're listening to this video or podcast today. You can identify times in your life when you've turned away from the Lord. I know there's been times in my life when I've said, you know what, Lord, this is too hard. I just got to get out of here. I can identify uh, with uh, Elijah. What can we do? What can we do with and for these individuals, your family members, friends, etc., is to pray for them. And to understand, I came across a quote from Heather King. She is an American uh, journalist, author on the spiritual life. And this is what she wrote recently. She said that we don't convert others by telling them that they are wrong. We convert others by showing them Christ showing them how Christ has made a difference in our own life. How has turning to Jesus, how has accepting what he has earned for us made a difference in our life and show that to others or bringing them into an experience of the Lord Jesus, either in prayer or at mass, Eucharistic adoration, etc. Because the grace that's being offered to us is not a cheap grace. This is a an idea I got from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran minister in the time of Nazi Germany, conscientious objector, ended up paying the price of his own life for standing up to the Nazi regime. And he wrote a book called The Cost of Discipleship. And this is what he wrote in terms of this, this cheap grace that is, is not of the Lord. It's not a cheap thing the Lord's offering us. It's a very expensive, precious gift that he's offering to us. He earned it and he's offering it to us. I turn and I face the Lord and I receive this gift. Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross Grace without Jesus Christ. Elijah, in our first reading today, keeping it in its proper context, he had turned back to following the Lord once again. St. Paul knew the real danger of turning back to what we have given up. The real danger of falling back into slavery. And Jesus himself today's gospel, he earned our salvation by turning his face to Jerusalem and dying on the cross to save us. And today we have a credible opportunity to once again accept this gift by turning and facing him. So let us pray. 
So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. Thank you, Jesus, for each person here, Lord, watching this video or listening to this podcast, especially anyone, Lord, here for the first time, anyone, Lord, who is coming back to their faith in you. We thank you, Jesus, that they are an example to us that you are indeed at work. You are calling your people back to yourself, Jesus. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, for the call that you have placed in our life. We repent, Lord Jesus, of any way in which we have turned away from you. Any way, Lord Jesus, that we have doubted your providence, your love, your mercy, or your forgiveness. Any way, Lord Jesus, that we have just tried to take and run the show on our own. We want to just once again, Lord, just surrender our lives over to you. We want to tap into your grace and your continued providence, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the many ways which you have set us free from slavery to people, places, things in our life. And again, we also repent, Lord, of any ways which we have gone back out. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be sane, to understand Jesus, that if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to keep getting what we're getting. We want to get a new thing, Lord. You, Jesus. And so we thank you, Jesus, that you have indeed turned your face toward Jerusalem, to the cross, Lord Jesus, the hill of Calvary, where you died, Lord Jesus. You took all of our sins upon yourself, and you have indeed set us free, Jesus. And we accept that gift today, Lord, the gift that you have earned for us. And so we resolve, Lord Jesus, by your grace, to turn to you. We want to see you, want to face you, Jesus. You are salvation itself, capital S, salvation, Lord. Capital S, glory, capital S, grace. And so we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would at this very moment just breathe more of your Holy Spirit into each of our lives. Minister to us, Lord, in body, mind, and spirit. Fill us up, Lord. Fill us up, Lord Jesus, with more of your Holy Spirit power, Lord, and send us out, Lord Jesus. Help us to be men and women who truly show you to others by our own life and by our words, by our witness. Minister to us, Jesus, especially that one person, Lord, here today, carrying a very heavy burden that you would at this very moment, Lord Jesus, allow them to experience the healing touch of your mercy and those who have been away from you jesus for a long time in confession lord just continue to speak gently to their hearts as you spoke gently to the heart of elijah and call them to yourself jesus and they would already now lord know the freedom that you offer to each of us jesus and the mercy that is poured into our hearts when we turn and face you jesus and accept what you have already earned for us. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. Amen. Okay, well, there we go. God bless the rest of your day there. Don't forget that when we're powerless, that's when we're strong, and victory is indeed gained through surrender. Stay caffeinated. Thank you very much for your donations and your prayerful support. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.